Welcome back. Welcome back to the Stefan Era podcast, home for all things race, religion, and culture. Let me ask you a question. What do you believe in, right? What exists out there beyond you that you give some acknowledgement to or reference to? What drives you or moves you that is beyond yourself? Is there a higher power or are you just the be all, end all to your future destiny and path? For those of us who don't believe in a higher power, well, we just appeared out of nothing or out of the Big Bang and like seeds, humans and creatures just kind of sprung up. There is no purpose. There is no direction. And we are simply here to exist. And then poof, we're gone. For those of us who do believe in a higher power, well, then what do we call it? Is it Buddha? Is it Muhammad? Is it Krishna? Is it Jesus Christ? There's just too much out there. And sometimes some people just simply get lost, even within religions, their denominations, their sects, their fractions that even still more complicate our simple understanding of what these things beyond us even mean. But yet we still have to choose something. Even no choice is still a choice for something. Well, Steph, what do you believe? Well, you know what? I'm glad you asked. I believe in the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I believe that he is my personal Lord and Savior, my Redeemer, my salvation, and my great hope. Now, I didn't come to this conclusion because someone gave me a Bible one day and told me to read it. I didn't come to this conclusion because someday I was walking down the street and some random person stopped me and wanted to talk about Jesus Christ. No, I came to this conclusion by a few events that took place in my life, some some spiritual events, some supernatural events, if you want to call it that. And, and I was touched. You see, I was rocked. I had a few experiences and they literally led me down a path to Jesus Christ. And once I accepted Jesus Christ, I just never looked back. So although I can understand and tolerate people who don't like or care for him, Jesus Christ and Christianity, that is we're talking about, it's never been that way for me. And I can tell you that I've heard it all. You know, from the white man's religion to the falsehood, uh, to slavery, to Jesus's non-existence. And for some strange reason, I have been undeterred, not only undeterred, but even more focused, not because of what everyone else has said, but because I wanted to know more about what I believed in personally. So I went to school and four to five years later, I came out with a master's degree in divinity. Now, I know that a degree doesn't mean anything to people today. They will just go to Google, go to Wikipedia and just take all their arguments and base it from there. But for me, it did something for me. It gave me more insight to the truth, uh, the realness of the person of Jesus Christ. And I got to understand more tools and more ways to, to understand the first century writings. I mean, I got into Greek and Hebrew. I got to look up some of the first century writers who weren't Christians and see what they were saying about this whole Christian thing. And then I had to write paper after paper after paper and do research. And that's why I'm still here today. And I can kind of still stand on Christianity today. Now, uh, has the church made some mistakes? Yes, absolutely. Is the church jacked up? Bro, sis, it's a mess. Almost beyond all recognition. It needs a major reform and another reformation period. There's no doubt about this. But let me also 
uh, ask you, is there another religion that has it all together? Is there one out there that you know of that's perfect that you couldn't see some of the same things about? See, the problem with the world today is corruption, right? And corruption is not only found in politics. Unfortunately, it's found everywhere. And I wish that the church was exempt, but unfortunately, it's not exempt at all. The sad news about Christians is that we just fall for about everything. And we allow and include everyone. And and for many people that are involved in Christianity, the truth is that it's more so about the affiliation, not at all about the lifestyle. And that's the biggest difference, right? The lifestyle itself, I mean, it's hard to do. It's really difficult. And if you're out there living it, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. It is one of the most difficult things that you will do in life, living to the standard and, and living to becoming what the Bible calls you to be. But let me ask you another question. What else is there worth living for, right? What what do you think the end of the world will be like? And when we reach the last breath of our existence, what do you think will come next? Are you at all concerned with that? We have numerous movies and books and songs that talk about an afterlife. They talk about a world that comes after the one that we know now. And there are talks and discussions and depictions of all kinds of places like heaven and hell that come after what we know now. Now, some people believe that religion was just made to control people and that heaven and hell aren't real places at all. In fact, you're actually living those realities right now as you listen to my voice in this podcast. You're actually living your heaven right now or you're living your hell right now. And we're experiencing the maximized potential of either one of those places right now as we live and breathe. But what if that's all a lie? What if the whole reason uh, that idea even exists is to get you to live for the present with no concern at all for the future, right? You know, we work, we have jobs and things like that, and we work literally here in the present, but in the future, a check comes, payment comes for our work, right? We sit at the table right now, today, and we eat our, our breakfast, we eat our lunch, we eat our dinner, but in the future, We're going to the bathroom because that stuff is going to come back out. The result of what we took in will come out. You know, we go to the gym and you go to the gym and you work out and you exercise. Right. And you do all these things. And and literally you end up in a couple days, weeks, months seeing results uh, from the labor that you begin to put in and the exercise. So just about every area of our life that we can look at, the present produces a future result. Just think about it. The present reduces, I'm sorry, produces a future result. So if you are living your life presently without the understanding of a higher power, a creator, a God, then what happens when you get to that future day towards the end of your existence and you come face to face and you see them again in Christianity? I have an expiration date and I don't know when that date will be. But here's what I do know. I know that I will see my creator, that I will be held accountable for my actions. I will be judged for them. And if I am found to be in righteousness, I get to dwell with my savior for eternity beyond question. Now, if I live my life the way I wanted to and, and didn't believe that there was a creator and then I hit the end of that life. And then I find out that there actually is a creator and I'm standing there before that creator face to face, then it's just too late to apologize because now 
I am in a judiciary phase of my now spiritual existence, right? I'm, I'm literally in a courtroom and the crimes I have done have already been committed. And even if I was like, oh, sorry, judge, my bad. I didn't mean to do that, right? That doesn't excuse the penalties and justice that I must answer for because of my own actions. See, there is a law. There is a way to live. There are things to abide by. And just like in our physical lives, we must abide by rules that we may or may not know, especially in America. In America, you see celebrities on TV, you see some drama, and all of a sudden there's the Supreme Court and passed some kind of rule or slid some kind of law into existence from a ballot that got passed without you even noticing. You just wake up one day and, hey, it's a new law. You can't do this now. That's how America works. But so so we don't do a good job staying on top of our laws. We don't even know half the laws that exist out there. But whether we know the law or we don't, we still have to account for the violation of those laws. Even if I visit any place in the world and I'm driving a vehicle, for instance, if I'm on the wrong side of the road, if I'm speeding, well, guess what happens when the officer pulls me over? Even if I can't speak the same language, I am still in violation and will still have to answer for the offenses that I've caused. Loved, the spirit realm is no different. There is a way to live, a set of rules to follow. The Bible sometimes is referred to as the basic instructions before leaving earth. It's it's rules, it's, it's guides, it's for you to know so that when you leave the earth, you can be in compliance. Right. But if you don't believe in it, if you won't acknowledge it, then it doesn't mean you can escape accountability. It only means that now you will have to answer for things that you probably won't understand. And some may argue, but our physical laws reflect the same thing in any country I go to. Again, I can ignore or not believe that that country has laws, but break one and see what happens. Right. And and, and rumor even has it supposedly that at least with America and this will be the for sure, that it was supposedly founded on Christian laws, virtues, etc. And like I said, that's highly debatable because we can surely talk about Christianity's use or our misuse in the enslavement of black people. We can talk about the Constitution, the Star Spangled Banner, redlining and a bunch of other things that were not Christian at all or that were simply justified by Christianity to make those things what they were. So it is debatable. But the premise is that America was supposed to be founded on a Christian concept. And even when you dig into that, you know, there's a couple of great books out there, too, that talk about how certain people took the Bible and made themselves God's chosen people and therefore justified the treatment of others, the stealing of land, all kinds of things um, through, again, the misuse of religion. But again, another topic. Uh, so, you know, supposedly America's founding on a Christian concept and, and whether it was or wasn't doesn't matter per se, but America as a whole will also have to answer for its breaking of God's laws and face judgment as a nation. And some say we're starting to see that judgment being faced. And personally, you know, I wish there was a flood again. For those of you who read your Bibles, there was a, a flood. There was even a movie about Noah and the flood. I think uh, Russell Crowe played Noah in the movie. But, you know, I wish that event took place again, the days of Noah. I, I'm not saying that I would make it onto the ark. Uh, I'm not even saying that I would be saved during that time, but I'm saying that I understood why it happened. And I wish that God would not have made the promise and that he had a cleansing every decade. And we started fresh, you know, and and if I myself couldn't get it together within a decade's time and I couldn't make it and didn't prove myself worthy, then, oh, well, I deserve to perish. 
I would deserve to perish. And now that's a crazy thing to say for people, right? And people are like, what? How can you say that? But, you know, the reality is it's true. And, and everyone wants to live. And I get that, right? But are we even living now? I heard somewhere that when we do see God, that even if we go to hell, the one final thing we will feel uh, before hell is a sense of justice. We'll take a moment of joy in knowing and understanding that what we got, we deserve. Because we're going to lay the case out flat. And the last thing we'll be able to say is like, you know what? You're absolutely right. Thank you for rendering me justice. And then we shoot down to the flames for eternity. And when we get there, hey, whole different story. Right. But many of us are walking dead. Completely are. And the reason why we are walking dead is because of the initial question that I asked. What do we believe in? We don't have a connection or a belief in anything higher than ourselves. In a sense, we think we are gods in our own rights. But but let me tell you what I understand about gods. Gods are not finite and they are not fragile human beings like we are. You know, we are not gods. We, We are creations, creations with free will who are not robots, but being with the ability to choose. And hopefully when we come to the end of our existence and when we breathe that last breath before, then we would have realized that there is something greater than us that we answer to and that we have lived our lives in accordance to the righteousness that commanded by that creator. Now I'm a Christian and I believe in Jesus Christ, you know, and and as I read my Bible, sometimes Paul, the apostle, uh, even states that after all he had been through towards the end of his life, after all he had achieved, that he still wasn't there yet. He hadn't obtained it yet. And for those out there who were like me, this race, this, this work, this calling is for a lifetime. You are going to experience everything that your savior experienced. If the world hated him and you're trying to be like him, then how do you think they're going to treat you? It's it's, it's basic facts, right? We will struggle. We will lose. We will experience isolation, pain, desolation. And in some case, some of us will lose our lives. And somebody is listening right now and they're saying, well, why would I want that? You know, you can have Christianity. That's what I have to look forward to. Right. That's what Christianity is going to be. Why would I even want something like that? And to them, I say that the suffering of this present world cannot compare to the glory that is in the world to come. Right. That we are working and living in the present, not for the present, but for the future. And that future includes an eternal life without the things we consider to be problems and pressures of this world. Now, it doesn't mean that our call as a Christian here on this earth is to be passive and not to fight for injustices or not to be diligent in our task and the things that we see around us. But we know that in our case, what we see and experience is not our end. And we have certainty that the best is yet to come. Now, that best isn't necessarily a million virgins. It isn't Valhalla or nothing like that. But it is an eternity of peace that surpasses all understanding, joy that's unspeakable, comfort, love. Look, I can't even put into words what this future will be like because the words to describe it in our finite human minds, we haven't even been given yet. And that is our why. That is why we do this. For the future and for long term. Right. And for those who don't believe in Christianity or who don't believe in anything at all. Listen, I'm not here to condemn you or to judge you, believe it or not. This is not my place, task or function in the world. I will be praying for you that you find that truth and that you become redeemed and that I can see you and we see each other when this thing is over, when this whole life is done over. That's that's my hope. Right. So we don't have to attack each other over our belief systems. We don't have to, you know, go to war because we think differently about topics like these. And I'm crazy enough to believe 
that my God is so big that he can show himself in any religion. I just believe that there's only one door and I believe that I found that door and I hope and pray that wherever you are in life and wherever your journey leads you, that you also find that door too. Listen, that's my time for today. I hope that you were encouraged by something that you heard. I hope that you were uh, stirred to dig deeper into this religious thing, you know, into this Christian thing. And if you have questions or want to talk, then for real, hit me up. You know, I've been living this thing for over 20 years and I'm still going. I don't have all the answers, but I do know a few things, right? So again, my email, like I said before, humbletalent1sbcglobal.net, humbletalent1sbcglobal.net. And, and I'm going to leave you real quick with a quote from a movie an old movie for some of you you young people it's called The Usual Suspects and this line they said at the end of the, the movie is, is fantastic and it said the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was to convince the world that he didn't exist that is the greatest trick the devil ever is to convince the world that he didn't exist listen time is running out and we can't be indecisive when it comes to our spiritual, our afterlife. We have to make decisions, right? We need to pick who we're going to follow, understand why we're following, and be prepared for the eternal consequences, the eternal rewards, and the reality of all those choices. So I ask you again, as I asked you at the very beginning of this, who do you believe? What do you believe in? Find those answers or it's too late. Anyway, until next time, beloved, peace, love, and grace.